following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This, this is Talking Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. First down. Hand off, Elliott plowing to the goal line. Barry, sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it in for the touchdown. Here are Mickey Spagnola. Brian Broaddus, Rob Phillips, and Bill Jones. And it's a fabulous football Friday edition of Talking Cowboys as we get you set for the Cowboys and the New York Giants, a 325 kickoff on Sunday afternoon at AT&T Stadium. It is finally here. It's time for the real deal, and I think we're all ready for it. Right, guys? Absolutely. Yep. Nice alliteration. A fabulous or fantastic football Friday. Fabulous football Friday here. And and what a great football weekend. We're not going to belabor the point, but uh, huge games for Rob Phillips and Brian Broaddus as Rob Phillips' Aggies will take on Clemson and Brian Broaddus' LSU Bayou Bengals will play the Texas Longhorns. You're not going down to Austin, are you? i got a high school game there tonight, and I'm driving home right afterwards. Really? Not going to stick around, huh? Nope, not going to stick around. Yeah, my son plays down there uh, Friday night, and uh, so, yeah. We're going to head back after the game, though. Okay. Yep. All right. Very good. And uh, and love the uh, – and, of course, we had a high school football game at the, here at Ford Center at the Star last night as Plano played El Paso Eastwood. A great scene there. Jerry Jones was out in the Tostitos Championship Plaza greeting the Eastwood team as uh, they made their way into the Star. And uh, good feelings all around on that. And, uh, Mickey, you got a big game tomorrow, too, at 11 a.m. West Virginia. That's right. That's the ugly off. And now we get to the oh, Giants. Oh. And what's Oklahoma They're doing tomorrow? They're South Dakota. We don't need to Who? talk about South Dakota. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's our one layup. All right. So Who let's that? move on to the New York Giants. And speaking of Jerry Jones and the Zeke Elliott press conference yesterday, mm. I just think Jerry Jones has been on his game and not only this week, but throughout the preseason. And I think one of the reasons is he feels very good about where this football team is right now. Well, he has to feel better about getting that elite running back in here mm-hmm. for sure. And I think that if you are a fan of football and you watched last night's games, you'll see what a lack of a running game will do for you there. Then neither teams really could do anything offensively. And if, you, if you're going to have imbalance and you're going to have problems throwing the ball, you've got to have something to hang your hat on. And I feel like that Jerry Jones knows now – you know, Tony Pollard did a lot of nice things, but Ezekiel Elliott is an elite player. And to turn around and be able to hand him the football if things are kind of a little crazy on offense, you know, those are the things that can give your op- offense some stability. And so I think he has to be very happy about that, about having the group of players he has, about having Kellen Moore as his offensive coordinator. I'm really excited to see what Kellen Moore can do with this offense. I, I really am. I think he's got some some weapons that he can work with, the defense. We've talked about them a bunch yesterday, but I think this offense has got the chance to be really good in a lot of different areas. In, in regards to that game last night, the Chicago Bears, mm. I, I believe I heard on the radio this is right, their last 33 plays were pass plays sure. in a 10-3 game. And their I mean, you still have to have balance in this the league. Quarterback, you can't get one-dimensional. Yeah, that's the thing. And I think that to me, people ask me about Dak Prescott and, and what you, you know, and, and, you know, can you throw the ball with him 40 times a game and have success? You know, last night we saw, and I, I was the guy yesterday telling, heck, I would draft Aaron Rodgers as one of my first guys if I was looking at a team. 
But that's what you see, the quarterback. If you have quarterback inconsistency in a game, you're going to need something else to hang your hat on. And, and I think that's where Ezekiel Elliott, this offensive line, is the difference to things. If, if Dak were to get in a rut like they had last night, at least I feel like that they could do things offensively running the football to kind of get themselves going. Maybe we need more preseason games. That was ugly. And neither team was ready to play. Or, well, or they we weren't need ready more to preseason play. games. Just your if, guys need to play a little penalties, bit. Look at all the penalties, the penalties, the lack of protection for the quarterbacks. I mean, it it, it was. We and we talked about yesterday. It's terrible tackling can be an issue in week one because you're not really you're not doing yep. it in practice. You're and your starters are doing it very minimally, if that's a word, in preseason games. So we'll see. I mean, you know, the Cowboys I think have been sharp. The starting units were sharp in limited preseason action, so we'll see if they can carry that over. Uh, but to your point about Jerry being on his game, I think that press conference illustrated better than anything his experience with these types of contracts. And you know, he never seemed uh, frazzled by the situation when asked about it over the last six weeks. And obviously, he and Zeke are not taking whatever back and forth was the dance involved with that nothing was was taken personally obviously based on that uh, t-shirt that's now on sale for pre-order <laughs> at the Cowboys Pro Shop all proceeds go to Salvation Army that's right and there's no way that Zeke took offense to what Jerry had said in Hawaii is it, does is anybody ask Zeke that uh he said it's it's so far away now. I, yeah, he was water under the bridge it anyway. Anymore, but but you know. I mean, in my opinion, I mean, I think the agent used that just as you know. Yeah. Maybe, maybe the agent took offense to it. I don't know, but uh, they have too good a relationship, and everybody's happy. Everybody, yeah, got, he got and paid. Especially you hear the context well, they, of what Dallas how it was got said. their player, and he got his money. Exactly. So yeah, I mean, exactly. there's a lot to be happy about, but you know, we need to see that. But yeah. to answer your question, I think yes. He understands how good this team could be. Yeah. And I think he's feeling good about what he's seen so far. And he's no different from the rest of us, right? I mean, we can see. We can see what, you know, if I don't think it was a mirage what we've been watching for six weeks. Uh, this this should be a very good team. We talked yesterday, Bill, at the end of the show. What concern, I think Brian went around the room. What concerns you the most about this team? And it's really hard to pick. For me, it's hard to pick something and say, I'm really concerned about this or this. Like, top to bottom, it's a pretty solid football team. The one thing for me is, and we talked about the kicking, you got to see consistency there uh, as he moves out of preseason, Brett Maher. But, you know, guys coming off of injury, and, and the offensive line hasn't been together for a little stretch here. So, you know, some of your key guys coming back, can they, can they get back to the standard they're used to? And uh, one concern, for the overriding concern for me is – and I think that, that this team's in good shape because it's got enough veterans on the team that understand this. But it's not reading your press clippings, basically, and not being overconfident going into the season. Um, I think if they if they are ready for in a mental state of mind to to understand that those New York Giants can beat you on Sunday, sure which they, they should yeah. under, understand sure. that, uh, and they're ready to go, then they're going to be fine. Um, injuries are always a concern, and they've got better depth now, as we've talked about uh, throughout the last six weeks, that the depth on this team is the best it's been in years. Of course, but there are certain injuries that no team could could overcome and, and reach the goal that you're, you have set out in front of you. But I, that's my biggest concern. Uh, it is, happened in 2015. You lose Romo and your season's right, kind of, right. you know, right. it's it's an uphill climb. Yeah. 
Uh, but I'd, I look at the look at it this way from an offensive standpoint. Look at the weapons that Dak Prescott has at his disposal going into this season opener compared to last year. Yeah, you've got Amari Cooper, you got Randall Cobb, Cole Beasley. If you want to say that's a wash, whatever. Sure. Okay, Witten's back. You got Tony Pollard. I'm missing. How about Travis Frederick? Tra- Michael Michael Gallup is yeah. now a second year guy. Yeah. Okay. Uh, last year, and he's a rookie. You know, yeah. he, everything's just flying by so fast. I mean, I counted. There was there's six weapons, not even including the return of Travis Frederick. Yeah. I would consider him a got, weapon because yeah, he, he's, right. he's, what he does sure. up front with the with the way they run the football. Yeah. He's a key uh, part of that. Six skill position guys that Jason are on this Witten team. Yeah. yeah, that that weren't here last year. Who uh, has to give the, the and the quarterback's not lacking in confidence even when he didn't have these guys. But you can only imagine what he's thinking going into this right now. So my this is better than Terrence Williams and Deontay Thompson starting at wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Well, they made a huge mistake, and they admit it. They they knew that receiver yeah, give, by committee yeah. was not the way to go. Give him credit for that. Yep, making the move absolutely. And, and uh, you might even throw Blake Jarwin in that mix now. That yeah, he's back. that's right. A guy you know a year under his belt, truly a year under his belt, and and back practicing. It looks like he'll. Be Who was the go. NFC Offensive Player of the Week the last week of the season that's, last year? Blake Jarwin <laughs> against the New York <laughs> Football Giants. <laughs> that's right. And, you know, and he was he was so green going into last year, even though he had he had been in the league. But he hadn't that. played. I know he hadn't played. He wasn't. But, and the other guy hadn't. And, played. and Gallup hadn't played. You know, and, and so and Schultz hadn't played. Right, right. And Rico hadn't played. And then having said that about the whole list, having said that about the whole offense, then you look at this defense and go, the defense, it looks like it's going to be good enough that you're going to be in every game. You know what I mean? Oh, there's no question. If you look at what they did to that offense that you said had all these guys playing, I mean, not that everybody practiced every single snap, but. I thought this defense really held this offense to task in mm-hmm. having to having to pass the football, whether it was a seven on seven drill, a team period, a two minute drill, whatever. Yeah, they if it was good versus good out there working, you saw it. You know, you saw those guys. It makes you feel a little bit better about if if Byron Jones doesn't start, at least you feel good about Anthony Brown. Or at least you feel good about Jordan Lewis. At least you feel good about Awuzie. You feel good mm-hmm. about those guys for what you saw from them really all OTA and then all through training camp. And that was without Byron Jones, Demarcus Lawrence, Tyrone Crawford, and Sean Lee yep. on the field. Yep. Think about it. Yeah, yeah, they're missing Zeke too on the other side. But and, and Amari for most of camp. But look, it y'all y'all right. Dak nothing Dak got was really easy in the I practices. didn't think it was. I I, I, mean, I thought it was good competition. And when people said, well, Dak didn't look good today, I'm like, well it's really not Dak's fault because what happens is Dak was getting you know the coverage that they, you coverage. know even guys like Michael Gallup who we've talked about as as potentially being having a great as being 1B in my mind you know he he was having to fight for space out there on the outside some tight window throws and so some days it was really good some days it wasn't but I think it wasn't because Dak Prescott was just throwing the ball all over the park and missing throws it was because defense was having to play and and having to cover those good receivers and then having to make plays on the football Mickey, you've seen a couple of practice reports uh, and the concerns injury-wise going into Sunday. Um, not really. Uh, I expected them to be uh, very conservative with Zach Martin, and he was really the only one that was uh, that we thought was going to play was limited, and it sounded like he was going to jump into practice today fully. So yeah. uh, I think that was more of a precaution more yeah, than anything else. Yeah, I think else. Mickey's onto something here because Zach Martin, to me, is the one guy that's going to have to play the whole game. 
You know, because it's easy to monitor the reps of the defensive linemen or the cornerbacks and kind of shuffle those guys in and out. It's a little bit more difficult to do it with an offensive lineman. You're not going to sit there and say, "Oh, Xavier Suafilo is going to go in here now for two for two rep or for two series or something like that." You need the continuity with the offensive line. So if you kind of baby him along to get him to the end of the week and get him to the game, maybe you're saving a little wear and tear of him having to potentially play 60, 65 snaps in this football game. You know, the feeling I get on this team, and it's like first games can create anxiety, like you don't know. Jason Witten said that. I just get <laughs> I just get the feeling that this team is like bubbling to get going. Yeah. Like for real. It's like they're not scared and and it's still a young team, but it's a young team with experience. So that's just the vibe I get from in that locker room. Yeah. All right, and, and I'm, I'm not going to compare. I'm not going to say this is a Super Bowl team yet, but it's the same. He said type, yet, by the way. <laughs> he, it's the same type feeling that I had for those Cowboys Super Bowl teams in the '90s in that two week period leading up to the Super Bowl, where they just were going to get unleashed come game day. You yeah, know, that sort of thing. You know. Yeah, and you mentioned overconfidence. I don't think I would worry about that with this group, even though they are young, because, man, they were they were left in the ditch midseason last year and had to crawl their way back. And I think that's a good lesson for a young group, honestly. And and Omari obviously is a big part of that, but everybody kind of pulled together to get this thing back on, on the road, and I think that's a good lesson. I think there was a ditch after the loss to the Rams. I don't think people in initially the, in the before all this started, te- people took this team seriously. You know, if you looked at nationally, power rankings, 12th, 15th, no one was taking them seriously. Now I see the tide turning, and it's like, oh, this team might be pretty good. Now, now locally, people are picking the Cowboys to win the division, but nationally, isn't it that they're they're going Eagles? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And usually, the players are watching the national shows. Yeah, so that's yeah. They don't that's what they're us. seeing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think the I think it'll be it's. You know, you go player by player with Philadelphia, there's a lot of similarities mm-hmm. between the two teams. If you talk about the offensive lines, you know, the skill, I think, you know, the, the, the Eagles have better tight ends, the Cowboys likely better wide receivers. You know, say what you want about their quarterback, your quarterback, you know, both the same draft, you know, both similar records, both similar stats kind of a thing. So one stays healthy, the other doesn't, you know. So, yeah, I think if you look at overall – you would say these teams are pretty evenly matched, and that's why I, I feel like that 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 national people are looking at the Eagles. You know, the Eagles have in the last couple of years won a Super Bowl with that coach, so that's you know that's probably thinking okay with that talented of a roster and with that coach that gives them the edge over the Cowboys right now. That, that's a good point. And then if you look across the conference, man, you can. I mean, I think everybody feels like it's the Eagles are the biggest threat to the Cowboys over the course of the entire season in the division. But you can look at the other divisions and look at maybe at least two teams and say, wow, that, that's that's a playoff caliber team. It's a really good conference, and, and a lot of these guys are on their schedule. So they're going to have to be ready. Oh, they're going to have to. Yeah, is, you're going to see if this team is, in fact, what you would say, Bill, a Super Bowl team by the time you get to the schedule. When you get to December, 1st of December – and then you, you've made a trip to Foxborough, and you've already played. You know, you got the Rams, I think, uh, ahead, and some other games like that. But you, you'll know, you'll know, because you'll have a couple of Philadelphia games done. You'll have a, you'll have your uh, Saints game done. You'll have your Packers game done. You know, you'll you'll have a really good understanding of where your team is at by that point. 
All right, we're just getting started here on Talking Cowboys. We're going to dive into the New York Giants just like we did yesterday and uh, some keys to victory. You know, by the end of this show, I might even have a Super Bowl prediction you think, for you. Huh? Talking oh, Cowboys continues in a moment. While a player could look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than just stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeeredealer.com slash football. Do you want the most interesting, up-to-the-minute Dallas Cowboys news straight from the star in Frisco? How about exclusive and on command? That's right, news and nuggets you can't find anywhere else. With our exclusive Cowboys content on Alexa, you can have all the answers, secrets, stories, and more. What's Stephen Jones thinking during a game? What's Joe Looney's favorite pregame meal? We take your questions to Cowboys players and coaches, and you can hear the answers directly back to you. Just say, Alexa, open Dallas Cowboys. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks. Free shipping. The excitement of Dallas Cowboys football is back at AT&T Stadium. The place is going crazy in Arlington, Texas. Don't miss your chance to see the Cowboys live when they host their NFC East riders, the Eagles, Giants, and Redskins, plus the Green Bay Packers and more. Elliott works his way through and walks the dog. Single game tickets are on sale now. Get them before they're gone. First and goal, quarterback sneak. Prescott pushes up the middle. Touchdown. Visit DallasCowboys.com to get your tickets to today back to talking cowboys free and open to the public join us at neighborhood services at the omni frisco hotel for the miller light cowboys hour presented by albertson's cowboys players join hosts brad sham kevin turner and taylor stern monday night six o'clock throughout the season for more information visit dallascowboys.com slash Cowboys Hour. That's Monday night and of course Sunday afternoon. It's the Cowboys and the Giants. Check out the Thursday show for some of the breakdown on these New York Giants. But let's go around the horn. What's uh, What concerns you the most about this opponent this week, the Giants? You know, I, I'm, I'll leave everyone else to talk about the runner because I kind of feel like that's their direction. I'm going to talk about something that could be a problem. I don't think the Giants can create much of a pass rush. Okay, so I feel like though that uh, that uh, James Betcher, the uh, defensive coordinator for the Giants, is going to have to come up with some creative ways to get pressure. I think that the Cowboys up front can protect if, if in fact he just tries to rush four. But where he's going to have to attack, and and I think he attacks because of, if Ezekiel does play, and he's one of the best blitz pickup guys I've ever seen. But how much is he really going to play? Can they catch him when he's not on the field? and take advantage of, say, uh, Tony Pollard, or take advantage of uh, Jameez Olawale. Uh, this is going to be a, 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 the, for what the Giants are going to have to do for their game plan, because if they just sit there and rush four all day, Dallas will eat them up. And Garrett talked about their secondary being good and all that, and having respect. 
He's right. They've got a couple of rookies. They got a rookie at the nickel. They got a rookie on the outside. They got a gambler on the le- on the other side. So you know, there's some things I think you could do to this group, but they're going to have to create pressure. If the Giants are going to have success, it's going to be blitzing the Cowboys and seeing if these Cowboy running backs can pick up the blitz and can handle the pressure in order to get the football off. That's something that would be concerning to me because Zeke hasn't had the training camp practices. Can you get him off the field? Is that Pollard in there? Is that Olawali in there? Who is the guy that's going to be blitz picking up? That's going to be the, the key for the Cowboys right now. Mick, would you like to take the runner? I'll take the runner. <laughs> I, I mean, just knew you guys. I mean, I was just trying no, to help that's, you out here. No, that's a really I mean, good there's one. very few things yeah. uh, to worry about other self infliction. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I think that he's a guy that can take over the game. Uh, they did a pretty good job early last year against him uh, when he was a rookie, though, just starting off. Uh, but he did catch enough passes for 80 yards receiving in that first game. Yep. You know, the second game, I'm, I can throw it out. They didn't play everybody on defense. I, I know Dak played and the the whole bit, but the, they didn't have the, all their defensive guys on the field. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I think that they got to make sure that he doesn't single-handedly take over the game uh, because any play, he's gone, right? He's gone. And I thought Rod Marinelli talked about it yesterday, comparing him with Barry Sanders. You know, you stop him for two, you stop him for three, and then he goes 80. So I think that's the one thing they can't not allow to happen. They've got to make sure if the Giants score touchdowns, they got to drive the field. They don't get it all in one fell swoop. I don't know if this is a concern necessarily, but we've been pumping up this Cowboys defensive line all offseason, training camp, preseason, and – and speaking of the ditch, I mean, a lot of people feel like Eli Manning, you know, he's in the twilight of his career, all that. If they can protect him, he can still beat you with his arm. And they, we talked about it yesterday. They've added a couple pieces to the offensive line to try to help that. They've got to be able to get to him and affect him and uh, prevent him from using that play action that they've, they've used throughout his career that's been so effective, especially now with Saquon as the runner. So we'll see how much does Demarcus Lawrence play? How effective is he? Yeah. And, and and Mickey talked about the other guys in that rotation, Dorrance Armstrong, if Taco, whoever's active, can they can they affect the quarterback yeah. from mo- multiple spots? That's a question off Periscope, Rob, and actually a good one. Is how much does the D-line depth affect these, this game? How much will that affect? And you went right into that with – you know all those, and they've got some guys that that you know haven't played a lot of snaps or played no snaps in training camp. When you talk about the two starters with Lawrence and then Crawford, you know how do they go? Do they go light at defensive tackle, heavy at defensive end to kind of make up for that? So how they set up their roster? Usually they'll dress eight. Will they dress nine? You know if you take if you add one, you're gonna have to take someone from somewhere else. So, yeah, uh, the depth here is, uh, is going to be key for how they play in that rotation. I know Rod Marinelli, excuse me, Rod Marinelli was talking about that yesterday. Yeah, and yeah, Rod said he, he likes what he's seeing from Tank and from Tyrone, to your point. They hadn't played much, hadn't practiced a whole lot, so he didn't give us an idea of how many snaps they might play, but right. we'll see. We'll see how they rotate those guys. And, and they've beefed up that interior, too. We, you know, Antoine Woods was a, was a godsend last year coming out of nowhere to help this uh, defensive tackle rotation. Christian Covington, Tristan Hill, can those guys get in the mix and help there as well? I think the the key thing is when they put that 46-man roster together, and normally you only keep eight on the defensive line, 
I think maybe the last two spots come down to versatility. I agree. Who can play end and who can brush the quarterback right. inside. Yep. Now, we know Crawford can do both. We've seen Kerry Hyder do both. Good point. So I think you keep an eye on that. I don't know if they want to try to put Armstrong inside or not. That's probably not going to happen. Jackson, maybe? But Jackson is yeah. a guy that can do both also. So right. they're going to have to figure out, you know, there's going to be two guys that are odd man out, so how do they come to that conclusion? But could be. I'll guarantee you it's a, it's a rotation for sure because they cannot wear out Demarcus Lawrence. You know, you can have all the legs you want, but remember, he hadn't taken much punishment on that shoulder that got repaired. Can I ask a question? And I, and I don't want to put anybody on the spot here, but have you seen more from Taco than Dorrance Armstrong? If you had to say, if it, if you know, I mean, I know Dorrance. They love Dorrance Armstrong, and they they you know he got all the work in the OTAs and got a lot of work in training camp. But have you seen more from him, or have you seen the improving Taco the last two – Not he didn't play the last preseason game, but the, 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 the Rams game and then the Texans game to kind of make you feel like, well, maybe putting him in there might be a good thing. That's a good question because I think we talked about Dorrance's first step. That's pretty evident in the practices we watch every day. In the games, I'd say Taco's been more productive in the preseason games. But I think the key thing will be who's playing the run the best. See, we all focus on who's rushing the quarterback, who's getting uh, to the quarterback. If you remember last year early when the defense had problems, they were having problems against the run. They were having problems setting the edge to the point they needed Crawford to go back out to defensive end. So, again, if DeMarcus, and one of the great things DeMarcus Lawrence does is play the run. He's not just a fancy pass rusher. So that guy on that strong side better be able to play the run. And if Lawrence has to come out, who is it? They've been using Armstrong there, if you think about it. Sometimes Jackson. Uh, I haven't seen Taco on the on the strong side. He's been on yeah, the and right and, side. And Jason Garrett told us that he felt like that Taco's best position was playing left end. Well, mm-hmm. Taco said that's his best position. Yeah. I said, but you got all your production yeah. in, tra- in yeah. uh, uh, preseason playing the right side. Right. He's used to playing that in college, too. He was left a left side. defensive end at Michigan, yeah. Well, you better be able to stand up against the run. Yeah. He said he'll play anywhere. But no, he, was sure asked, he, will. he was asked the question. and then, you know, The guy with the side. most power, then, is Joe Jackson. Yeah. Joe mm-hmm. Jackson's the one that you got to kind of keep an eye on. And I'll, I'll tell you this, though, uh, keep an eye on what they might do with Tristan Hill. Because if, you know, if, if, it, if it comes down to, okay, we can get by with just having these many defensive tackles, Tristan Hill could be an odd man guy out here. And, then, okay, we've got to dress – We've got to dress Armstrong. We've got to dress Taco. We've got to dress Hyder. We've got to dress, you know. I mean, they, you start talking about all the guys that they need to have. And then Mickey's right. The flexibility. Joe Jackson has flexibility. He can yeah. play either end or he can play as the under tackle. So Joe Jackson might be a surprise dress over, say, a Tristan Hill. Ooh. See, do you Ooh. keep. Well, I could see. I mean, I could see that. Yeah. I mean, if I you look at about that, that's a good point. I, I mean, haven't considered the fact yeah. that Tristan Hill. I'm just the looking top at Mickey. Got me to look at the 40, or, or they're going to have to go long. Rest. They're going to have to go long yeah. there, yeah. and you go short on the offensive line. Yeah. Well, we can know, you keep more than seven on the offensive line? As we said yesterday, you can you can knock out three guys for the 46 
already. Yeah. If Gifford, Thompson, Wilson haven't practiced all week. Yeah. If they're not practicing today. Yeah, they got some issues can... at safety. Even to, and, the and point, yeah, even to the point where C.J. Goodwin is having to take some reps at safety. And that affects things as far as uh, special teams go. When you've got when you've got two safeties and a linebacker already, okay, that aren't going to be on your game day roster right and then so and we are we still in agreement on the the roster move to get zeke on the roster which would have to I, come by tomorrow yeah right. and i guess you know and i i i've still you know to me i was trying to read between the lines with jason garrett today and the press conference a lot of questions about alfred morris a lot of questions today. about alfred morris he talked about alfred morris in, in a very positive light and i just feel like though that i'm going to still go with it I'm still going to go with that thought that they're going to they're going to address they're going to they're going to they they need Chun. Now, they could switch Chun out if they feel like that okay, Alfred's okay, but Alfred plays Alfred's going to play. How many plays is Alfred going to play? At running back? At running back. And how many plays is he going to play on special teams? I could tell you that. He's going to play none. So, although I- Early in the week, they had him working with the coverage units. Yeah. Well, now I don't know uh, if that means yeah, anything. Yeah, trying to see. But that was yeah. before Zeke. See, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. To me, that if you're dressing a guy in your 46 that's or that's only going to play three plays because you're going to trust Pollard to play. Right. And we talked about if it comes down to passing and they don't trust him to play in the blitz pickup, Ola Wally is one of your better blitz pickup guys. Big, so bigger picture, the season. Zeke hasn't been hurt in his career, but if Zeke got hurt, do you want Alfred Morris on this roster? Yeah. Yeah, okay. And so I, so I, I, I get we it. can look at and or the coaches can look at okay. Yeah, but this they were is, they were prepared, Bill, to yeah. start Pollard. They were prepared. Well, I mean, I, I'm one of these guys right. that said if they had to play tomorrow against the Giants, they would yeah, the coaches. But beyond know, Pollard, I mean, I mean you would still need another season running back. Yeah, you know that you can depend on if the, if yeah. there was an injury. The question would be how far do you want to extend this insurance policy? I'm going to put them on my taxi squad. Taxi squad? Yeah, that's a back in the day line. That's uh, mm-hmm. way over my head. We don't get we don't get that anymore. We don't do that anymore, anymore. Mickey. Okay. And he would literally just be a taxi, or it'd be an Uber ride. An Uber ride. <laughs> it's an Uber set. squad. There we go. Now. Yeah, it's not I a just, taxi squad. Anymore. I just don't. Rob was talking about earlier. I think everybody agrees. This is a really deep roster. Now, okay, do you sit there? I don't think they want to put. They they've gone through this whole struggle of getting Brandon Knight on the active roster. Obviously, mm-hmm. they feel like you know if you just said, oh well, Brandon Knight, we're gonna now maybe it's a thing where okay, nobody's gonna claim Brandon Knight on a Saturday, you know that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But put it by one of these personnel guys around the league to go. Wait a minute, an offensive lineman's out there, and we're playing with like we got three bad offensive linemen at the end of our our roster. And maybe yeah. we had a draftable grade on him. Yeah, that's and, that's what I always know. say about those rookie guys. Or do it, they? Or do they look at it? Okay, we can get through special teams this week without Chun, and so you run Chun off the roster and then back on whatever. Yeah, see, know? that's what I'm saying. If you needed, think about the linebackers that don't play special teams: Vanderesh, Smith, Lee. That's mm-hmm. three of your six that are dressed and that play no special teams. They might turn around and say, "Okay, Chun's off." And Gifford's probably not going to be active. Yeah, exactly. So, right. Yeah, so Chun off, and then you bring Covington up. You know, I mean, there's all kinds of. But little... you still have to cut somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. That's why I think Alfred Morris to me makes the most sense. Alfred Morris, then, thank you. I, I, I kind of, it was kind of like a little. It was kind of thing in my mind. Is Jason Garrett giving him a nice send off? 
Like, thank yeah. you for everything mm-hmm. you've done, Alfred Morris, kind of a thing. So if Alfred's off, Chun's got to be active. Right. 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 So now you're he gonna... plays special teams for all those linebackers. He's like a that, linebacker. Yeah, he's the line. Or they switch mm-hmm. Covington out. They bring Covington up to play special teams, and switch. Yeah, now you got two roster. So the only the only way I can see you do it if if say Morris is off. Right. Okay. You got three guys that are injured. They're they're inactive. Right. right. You're going to have to do two defensive linemen and two offensive linemen. Yeah. To get to seven. For right to get to your forty six. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because otherwise, you can't. You can't. I don't think you can cheat at the. You could go four wide receivers. I would not dress Smith. Smith. Smith is Smith is a luxury. You could. Yeah, there Smith's you go. a luxury to me because you're not doing it at safety. I got three and tight you're not ends. Doing yeah. it at cornerback because you're already down one one safety. Right. 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 See, that's what <laughs> tight ends only three. Three. You need your fullback. Right. You need a backup quarterback. That's yeah. So yeah, the wide receiver. Can you go in with four? Yes. Yeah, you could. I'm because going if something Jarwin happens, can do some of the wide. Re- now the problem uh, is if something happens to Cooper, but yeah. but then, but, then but Randall Cobb's your next guy up. But then you're then you're in a situation too where you could say Pollard could play as uh, if you had. That's to. That's what I was thinking. Is yeah, that you can line him up. Yeah, anywhere, there you go. Yeah. You know, there you go. Yeah. All right. Uh, all right, think about some picks to click in this game on Sunday and maybe a Super Bowl prediction when we come back. Your new apartment's big. Such a great deal. Uh, it's okay. Just okay? What's not too... Right above the subway! Well, I bet you don't even notice it after the... That's my neighbor, Angus. A deal that's just okay is not okay. Get a great deal with America's Best Network. Come into an AT&T store and learn how to buy one smartphone and get a second one on us. Based on GWS1 score September 2018. It's time for tailgate with the Otterbox boys. Otterbox? The makers of those crazy protective phone cases? The one and only. They're also wild about protecting parking lot parties from sad drinks. It's why they made Elevation Tumblers. Rumor around the crockpot is they're made from stainless steel with a copper lining to keep temps hot or cold. True. They even come in seven different sizes up to 64 ounce. The Growler. Mm. I like how Otterbox drinks. I mean, thanks. And that's been tailgating with the Otterbox boys. Check out all the colors and sizes of their elevation tumblers at otterbox.com. A man's Stetson doesn't just protect him from life's elements. It projects an unstoppable and legendary spirit, just like the men wearing silver and navy on the field every Sunday. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. They are still the official crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find Stetson hats in the pro shop or at stetson.com today. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel Will McClay and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Back to talking Cowboys. Well, if we're talking Cowboys, we're always talking Jack Black. And this week, the special, Bill, you missed it yesterday. Show your hits. Who's the boss? Times two. Because Jack Black now has pit boss, antiperspirant, and deodorant. 
on sale, two for twenty-six. A normal thirty-eight-dollar value. That's right, because I know you worked out and you didn't shower before you came in here. Am I right? <laughs> no. No? You haven't worked I, out I haven't yet. yet. I'm headed that way. All right. Well, good. Well, you that would help all the people you're going to work out next to. <laughs> oh, so I go am. to getjackblack.com and look for Pit Boss. One more thing, Mick. Will you please rep your shirt? Hell, yeah, there us? you go. Oh, yeah. yeah. These are on sale at the Pro Shop. You need to be able yeah. to see it better. Maybe you need stick, to stand, stand up, up and Nikki, so get on camera Nikki there. Move the microphone up. out of the he, way. Is he for standing a up? There we go. Uh, he was already standing. It's Roger Staubach, if you don't uh, yeah. recognize it. All season. All season. Cowboys Pro Shop dropping a new shirt every Monday with a different That's Cowboys nice to get, star player, yeah. past and present. So stay tuned every every Monday for a new one coming. And I believe, if I remember correctly, with the trading cards. The yeah. shirt you get a trading card, trading cards, yeah, a training card or trading, a trading card, trading card, <laughs> training camp card, a trading camp card. Yeah, nice All shirts. Right, that's very yeah. nice. They're great. They're comfortable. The, Good this, stuff. Was, this this can't wait to get my, can't wonderful. Wait. I'm down the road. I think there's a Darren Woodson one. I'm looking forward to wearing. Oh, my my favorite guy. I'm yeah. gonna go get my Dak Who T-shirt. I think it's a Ziku, but Dak. Did I say Dak? Very good. Dak who. Awful announcing. Here we come. All right. Here we go. <laughs> That's why we're here, right? Absolutely, Nick. I've been, I've been right there with you. Played Dead a couple, Spin. Hey, Dead Spin. What's up? Play, played a couple games out of helmet over here. What was the, there was a T-shirt with Dak on it, though, wasn't there? Oh, there's a lot of T-shirts. Uh, no, early. No, early. <laughs> who was at the press conference yesterday? Yeah. Zeke. 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 Yeah, it was Zeke. I wish yeah. Jerry had a nose ring on. That would have been so much fun. <laughs> I heard you yesterday talking about that. <laughs> At least get a temporary one, Yeah, right? exactly. Okay, do we want to go with some picks to click in our last five minutes here? Let Mickey start this day. Hey, Mickey, oh, you know what? I got it backwards because it was Dak. <laughs> it was who Dak? Remember? Who Dak? <laughs> Okay. Uh, now Mickey, just try to help okay. myself that out. Last here. shovel full of dirt, right on top. Of it. <laughs> what do we? What do we? What do you want? Bill? Yeah, I want. I want you uh, get a, a pick player. to click in the game. Pick a player. He's pick a player. I just know he's going to steal mine. Who's that? Michael, well, go ahead and take it, Michael I'll, Gallup. Okay, I was. So go ahead. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. Well, I mean, we talked about it. it's a young secondary. It's a talented giant secondary. I'm more looking at the fact that Gallup has been excellent in the preseason and all the camp games or camp practices. Um, I think he's primed for a big year. I really do. Um, now, it's going to come down to how many balls he gets thrown at him. Mamari Cooper's back. But um, he's he could he might be able to light it up on Sunday. We'll see. Okay, Michael Gallup. So since you did that, I will go with Demarcus Lawrence. I think he's chomping at the bit to get going after kind of holding him back all during the preseason, all during training camp. And I think he will take advantage of whatever the Giants put out there on their offensive line. Okay. You want to go ahead? I'll go with uh, the star of the preseason, Malik Collins. There you go. Good he's one. My, he's Good my one. guy, whether it's in the run game or getting some penetration up the middle on Eli Manning. You want Malik to, Collins, and his presence will be felt, whether it's on a stat sheet or not. You yeah. want to walk him upstairs and see, get him a new contract? Well, I don't know if there's any – how much of that pie is left? There's no, pie. There's, pie. We'll there's plenty of pie. Yeah. 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 Those okay. guys, the guys will be happy to see him if he shows up in that door. Uh, I'm going to go with Leighton Vander Esch because I think the Giants offensively are going to – this is a big offensive line. It's a proved offensive line. They've had some problems. I talked about Reimers, the right uh, tackle. I think he's better than what they played at with the Bobby Hearts of the world, the Wheelers, guys like that that they've run out there in the past. 
So I, I feel like, though, but he's been a little banged up. But he should make the start there at right tackle. But I think overall the Giants with their offensive line are going to have trouble getting blockers to these linebackers. You could have gone either way. You could have gone Smith or Van Der Esch. But I, I, if you allow either one of those guys to run to the football the way they can, they're going to make a ton of tackles. And you need to make tackles with the Saquon Barkley in the backfield. So give me Leighton Van Der Esch at the end of the day. Yes, look at that stat sheet. He will likely be on the very top of it after playing very well against these New York football giants. How do they handle Evan Ingram? That's going to be a trick, and you uh, it's its likely going to be they're short at safeties like we talked about. They're likely going to uh, use Jeff Heath. We've seen that in the past, the way he's had to deal with the tight ends that play in this division. I think they will mix some things up. I think you'll see Xavier Woods play down uh, in the uh, in the box and try and help them with some coverage to, with, with Ingram. I would personally treat him like a wide receiver, so you might see – uh, Byron Jones, maybe if they play dime, maybe we'll see some Byron Jones or, or, or Jordan Lewis walk over the top of him and match them the way they have. But it's going to be Jeff Heath initially and then figure out how you want to kind of mix things up not to give them a, a good read on that. All right, very good. And hopefully they don't go to school with what the Rams did when Heath was trying to cover the tight end in motion yeah. in that mm-hmm. game, yeah. and he got blocked yeah. in the middle of the play and no flag. Yeah. It was a huge play, too. Yeah. Just want to point that out, Rob. Yes, Rob. Are you going to take us home with the uh, I, well, prediction? I, do you, uh, have you made predictions on a Cowboys record this season around the horn? Have you all made a prediction uh, on that? That'll or, show up or, in my column today. On okay, you know, got feelings. Here's the way I break down the schedule, okay, especially after watching Chicago and Green Bay, two opponents on this schedule, and I'm sitting there driving in going, all right, let's just break it down by division. I think they'll go 3-1 and one against the NFC North. Okay. They'll go three and one against the AFC East, five and one in the division, and they'll split the two games Rams Saints, which gives them a twelve and four record and a division yeah. title. That's the way I got it broken down. That well, seems very reasonable. Yeah, the, the, the loss. The loss is at New England, right? Is that the loss? Yeah, I'll put that in as a and loss. What is your North loss? Well, I was thinking Minnesota, but they got Minnesota at home. Yeah. And it may be a surprise. I'll, go, I'll still go in Minnesota with Detroit, a home Detroit loss. Detroit watch a, out for Detroit yeah, that's on what the I'm road. Saying. Yeah. yeah, fluky game. If they, if fluky they, things always happen yeah. in that warehouse so they play in. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you think the split with the Saints and the Rams, Rams which do you think they get? The, uh, the, let's get let's get the Rams at home, home. lose at the Saints. That that to me is very reasonable. That's a very reasonable way of looking at this. I, it's weird. I, when I went through it, I felt like that they would lose a game to Philadelphia, but I mm-hmm. thought they'd lose the game to Philadelphia at home and then win the one on the road. Which I kind of it's usually that's not the case, but. You know, I, I, if if I had to, twelve and four sounds very reasonable to me as well. In no, final that... seconds, I'm going to go on the record right now. Okay, you can go back and listen to it. It's an all Dallas Super Bowl. It's the Cowboys <laughs> and the Kansas City Chiefs wow. or the Dallas Texans. There you go in the Super Bowl like in Miami. Enjoy the game. We'll talk at you again on Talking Cowboys on Monday. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about you, Cowboys?